Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. And our choices, they was few. So the thought never hit. At the one road we traveled, we'd have a shatter or split. The Attorney General for the state of Indiana could be in big trouble, and, well, he may only have himself to blame. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Casey, remember yesterday we talked about the big news involving the Attorney General for the state of Indiana, mm-hmm. Todd Rokita, and how he now has to appear in front of the disciplinary commission related to, primarily, statements he made on Fox News about that abortion doc who performed the abortion on the 10-year-old girl. And at the time, you and I were both saying, why is he doing that? Stop talking. Yeah, I mean, it just seemed to me, hey, if you're going to bring, you know, alleged improprieties against against the doctor, then fine, that's your role as attorney general. But it seemed like he was doing politics first and his job second. Mm -hmm. And now these are kind of the allegations in front of the disciplinary commission. So here to help us sort out... What's going on? Because, well, you're not an attorney, and nope. I'm not an attorney, but luckily we have one on speed dial. We got a guy! He joins us now on the drivehubler.com hotline, the one and only Abdul Akeem Shabazz of IndiePolitics.org. How are you, my friend? Well, I don't know whether I love Rob Kendall or hate Rob Kendall for coming <laughs> having me come in there and talk about Tyler <laughs> Tita, but okay, well... Pick your we'll T-shirt, Abdul. We'll next nine minutes and change. Okay, okay. so how big... You're an attorney. Very briefly explain what the disciplinary commission is and how big a deal it is to have to appear in, fr- in front of, uh, ultimately, the Supreme Court who makes the decision on these charges. Well, uh, well, first of all, all lawyers are licensed uh, to practice law in the state that they're in. Uh, I'm licensed in Illinois and Indiana, so uh, I'm subject to the disciplinary rules that are put out by the Illinois and Indiana Supreme Court, just like if you're in Iowa, Ohio, New York, wherever. Uh, and as part of those rules, we have rules of what's called professional conduct, which means there are ways that lawyers are supposed to act. We'll say ethically, I know, big shocker. Yeah. <laughs> yes, go and, on. And just, and, just, and just basically be on good behavior. You, know, you don't say anything to be prejudicial, prejudicial to the administration of justice. That type of thing. What Todd Rakita is doing is accused of violating three three of those rules of professional conduct, which is making uh, statements that be prejudicial to the uh, influence, prejudicial to the administration of justice, and also more importantly, basically talking about uh, an administrative hearing when he when he should have been talking about it. So to put it in, in terms that our that our audience can understand. Casey. So, what is an ex? Is that what an extrajudicial statement is? Yes, an extrajudicial extrajudicial statement is a statement that's sort of made outside of the court hearing or administrative hearing. So on Fox TV. Exactly. Okay. So when, we, when he went on Jesse Waters' program and, and said she was an abortion activist acting as a doctor, which is like, oh my god, I can't believe this idiot just said that. Well, okay, so yeah, and no, no doubt. Look, look, we're, you, me, we're totally biased. We can't stand Rokita. I actually like Rokita's politics a lot more than you do, but uh, but we both think he's a complete buffoon. That being said, we said at the time, Casey and I did when he went on that show with Jesse Waters. Hey, look, if you think this doctor did something wrong or something that your office should be pursuing an investigation of, that's fine. But to sprint to a cable news program and be talking about it and he was you know calling her all the names and everything else that seemed really unbecoming of the attorney general and apparently this disciplinary commission feels the same way 
Yes, and and by the way, the the disciplinary commission has been looking at this for a while because complaints have been filed. Number one, number two, in a in a hearing uh, regarding uh, Rakita, Dr. Bernard, uh, Judge Heather Walsh, the Marion County Judge, said that Rakita uh, had broken the law on confidentiality. So he, he was already sort of in in trouble in the first place. Then you had a couple of uh, some law folks file complaints with the disciplinary commission. They've been looking at this for a while, which is why we've been here. And also something else to keep in mind too. My theory is that Rakita probably knew he was under uh, investigation because usually the disciplinary commission sends you a letter like, hey, oh, yeah. you know, a complaint has been filed, blah, 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 which is why when the disciplinary commission put out their their complaint, Rakita immediately responded. And you don't, you don't, you don't do that in an hour. So he's been, he's been knowing about this for a while, but the speculation has been. And so they were ready to go once the, once the, disciplinary, once the disciplinary commission filed their complaint. Okay, real quick, uh, because I know Casey wants to hop in here, but I have to ask you this because uh, to steal a phrase from Jen's, uh, Corinne John-Pierre, it's top of mind. Um, he responded, but he mentioned his re-election in his response, mm-hmm. and I have seen a whole bunch of people say, dude, you did this in your official capacity. You're talking about politics and your campaign. Could he be in trouble for that as well? Let me put it this way. I would not be surprised if number of complaints been filed with the inspector general's office. Mm. He said that he has a duty to inform the public. Is that, I mean, is who's right here? He shouldn't have been talking or he has a duty? Well, he has a duty to inform, to inform the public, but the, the duty is sort of like on a timeline. For example, you can inform the public, hey, we're investigating Dr. Bernard, and just leave it at that. You don't go into Dr. Bernard's character. You don't necessarily go into the allegations. You wait for you do all that in the public hearing. That's where you do all that. that that's what a prudent, smart, intelligent lawyer would do, but no one's ever accused Tyreke of being prudent, smart, or intelligent. So. <laughs> Abdul is our guest. We're talking about the uh, disciplinary commission uh, charges against Todd Rokita. So what happens? You, He's got me, go- you, got me, you, got me, you got me worked up uh, I know, and and look, so but you have great insight into this. You know how the law works. So what happens now? Does he go in front of the Indiana Supreme Court and plead his case? Uh, the, the disciplinary commission will have a hearing. It'll be it'll be a closed hearing. Uh, they'll take everything in under consideration. They'll take they'll look at what the, what the commission said, what Rakita said, and the, basically there are four options: uh, a public or private reprimand, suspension from law for a set period of time. Uh, suspension for practice with reinstatement only if the lawyer proves their fitness or permanent disbarment. I'm tend to thinking probably uh, one or two uh, to start with, probably sort of suspension for like 30 days, kind of like what happened with Curtis Hill. However, with Rakita's personality and all the crap he's pulled, I would not be surprised if they actually come back a little bit more serious than that. Well, okay, so, so this is the big thing Casey and I talked about yesterday, and we were talking about as this story was breaking in real time on the air, Rokita made a big part, or his people did, of him getting Curtis Hill out at the convention was look at how Curtis Hills kind of you know stained the office and we can't have him running for re-election with this hanging over his head and the fact that he could have the same thing as Curtis Hill wouldn't the prudent thing for Okita do if he's a man of his word just step aside and let somebody else run well, number one, uh, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. Uh, number two, karma is a bitch, and number three, uh, I could only hope. <laughs> now, is it? Does it say in the Indiana Constitution that the state has to have an attorney general? Uh, yes, the attorney general is uh, is in the. I want to say the attorney general is in the, is in the Indiana Constitution. My memory serves me correct. Uh, but to be attorney general, you have to have a, a, a license to practice law. So what and happens? Oh, go ahead. And if and if, and if Rakita's, uh is permanently permanently disbarred, 
uh, then he's going to have some issues because can he serve as attorney general, uh, having having not been an attorney and being permanently disbarred? That's going to be the the big question. I don't think he can. I don't think anybody thinks. He, I, I, let me put it this way: I think the only person who thinks they could probably stay attorney general after being permanently disbarred is Todd Rokita. Well, and so this comes back to the whole thing on Rokita, and you and I got different beefs with Rokita for different reasons. Some of them are the same, but many of them are different. But this is a guy who has always put politics first and that's fine if you want to be a congressman or a senator but when you're attorney general you got to put all that aside your job if we're going to be critical of the attorney general in new york for going after trump we got to be critical of rokita here too because it, it is his lust for politics first above all else that has put him in this position yes and also something to keep in mind too is that uh Steve Carter never had these issues. Greg Zeller never had these issues. And even Curtis Hill, uh, when he had his issues, was for sort of non-attorney conduct, so to speak. This goes to the heart of what an attorney is supposed to do, which is keep your friggin' mouth shut. I had to catch myself for a second there. Keep, keep your keep your mouth shut and just do your job and leave all the extrajudicial statements for somebody else. He is a national treasure, and boy, I'm sure he's going to be covering this case like nobody else. He's the one and only Abdullah Kim Shabazz. Find him at IndiePolitics.org. Thank you, my friend. Uh, by the way, uh, keep in mind what happens with the inspector general, because that's going to be the next big thing in all this. Because when Rokita said in his, in his uh, answer on government letterhead and on the government YouTube uh, channel that I am running for re-election, that changes that I am. Once again, you're too cute by half, and it's going to come back to bite you in the rear end. You're the best, Abdul. Thank you. Thank you.